Here is what you missed this morning on the Catholic Morning Show. Let's go to our next guest, author of the 12 Rules for Manliness, Bear Wozniak. Bear, what's going on, man? Hey, man, it's so good to talk. It's like old friends, you know, we've, we've talked with each other. You, you really get to know someone you when you interview each other. You really do. You do, man. It's are, better than sitting, yeah. Are you in Hawaii right now? Yeah, I'm in Hawaii. I'm looking out my window, and I can't see anything. <laughs> what time is it right now? <laughs> it's uh, 2.45. You got up for this interview? Anything for you, John. My you know goodness gracious, Bear. Uh, I love the book, 12 Rules for Manliness, man. You get right to the heart of it. Where have all the cowboys gone, you say? Yeah, you know, I, I, one of the things I love about the book is I I quote a lot of Louis L'Amour Western from his books, you know, and he was there up in the Midwest. He was up in, I think, Jamestown, North Dakota, which, by the way, I was born in North Dakota. I didn't. I moved to California right away when I was a kid. But, yeah, it's it's... Gets right to the heart of the matter. Twelve rules for manliness. Where have all boys gone? Based on the life of John Leonetti. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man, that's a that's a good one. Um, all right. First of all, I have to say, um, you're, you're, you're surfing. Is surfing year round? By the way, for you? Oh yeah, we we surf. Uh, we surf. Uh, I don't surf every day, but several times a week. World yeah. champion but, surfer. I mean, you you. That's how we, that's it, how we tell our, our weather seasons here. In the in the summertime, the south swells. The storms are down in the tropics, you know, down south from us. Maybe it's Antarctica, you know, will send us waves. Yeah. Then in the winter, it, it's, the colors don't change here, but the, the wave window opens up and swings around over to the north shore. So, but being be on the island, you can drive thirty minutes and be where the surf is, you know, because it's going to break somewhere on the island. Have you ever seen a wave that terrified you? Oh, I get scared all the time. I, really? Uh, Oh, oh yes, um, oh yeah, and you know my son Jeremiah, he actually towed into eighty-five foot an eighty-five foot wave. But the biggest wave I've surfed is between twenty-five and thirty feet. But yeah, you can get held down for a long time, and it pushes you down. And when you you, you finally get held, you finally kind of break loose, and you're you're not you're out of the the kind of washing machine effect, and you swim to the surface. Then the next one comes and pushes you down again. So you've got to be. Uh, you got to be able to hold your breath for at least a minute. And oh, I have my. a friend who was held down. I, don't, I have a friend, Archie, that I had I've got in Maui, Archie Kalepa, who survived a five-minute hold down. What? Yeah. Are you kidding so nowadays, me? Nowadays, uh, we have these vests that you can pull cords on, and it'll it'll it, it'll it'll pop you to the it, you know fills with air and pops you to the surface. Wow. Which can be good because you can breathe, but then when the next wave comes, you're just like a a cork being being thrown, you know, and then and then that, nowadays people have spare air, a little canister. On, if while they're underwater, they could pop it and breathe oxygen. So things have gotten a little bit safer, but still, yeah, no, it's deadly. You have to, at some point, you have to decide that it's okay for you to die, and then uh, and, and and then uh, that your your friends will revive you if you if you uh, unbelievable if you have a challenge. You know, I've had I've been, I've been in some gnarly situations. Oh my goodness! I, well, what's the overlap between being a man and and uh, those waves surfing? Is there any? Oh yeah, I mean, my first book, A Surfing Guide to the Soul, really goes into that. Uh, and I think part of it is is with, with facing the waves is the preparation. You know, it's like it's like in our spiritual life when you go out and surf. If you're going to surf a twenty foot big wave, bigger wave or bigger. You need to uh, be able to, I tell people, you should be able to paddle your surfboard 20 miles without stopping because it can get bigger when you're out there and then you can't get in because mm. the waves close out. Or 
you need to be able to hold your breath for two minutes and 20 seconds, which is the time it takes for the sun to set here. So there's an old tradition in Hawaii to hold your breath and to pray during that time. And then, uh, you know, we, we when my son was training for the big wave season years ago, we would dive down and grab a, a rock. About 20 feet down, we'd have a rock where we just knew where it was. We could we could locate it by looking at the lineups on the on the land. And we'd dive down and grab the, that rock and, and it would hold us down. We'd run underwater while we were holding that rock. Unbelievable. Cardio, so. But the, and, and so having said that, men these days are in big surf. And uh, people that sit on the beach and look like surfers but don't surf, we call them posers. So we challenge men to, man, you, you know, I, I tell people 20 minutes of, of you paddle for 20 minutes, hold your breath for two minutes, 20 seconds, um, run for uh, 20 seconds underwater. Uh, and, and so it's my 20-20-20 rule for big waves. But for men, the 20-20-20 rule of prayer, if you're not spending an hour every day in prayer, you're like those surfers on the beach that look like surfers, but they don't paddle out when it's big. And, you know, we call them posers. And men today, one of the biggest things they need to do is, is have a prayer life. There's a lot being expected of men today. I mean, is this is this a number? I feel like this is number one without even saying it, right, to being a man. I mean, just in, yeah. in, to being a true man. And we're just speaking to men here, okay? I mean, you, you can take this how you want it. Um, there's, there's, you know, this, a lot, this part's going to apply to women as well. But, I mean, prayer, it, there's, there's nothing more important. Yeah, it's, it's oxygen. I mean, yeah. when, when you're out in the ocean and you're going, man, like I, I swim about an hour every day, too. And so when, you, when you're out in the ocean and the big surf comes and you, you realize you can't fake it. And so if you're a man and you're not spending an hour every day in prayer, you don't have any oxygen when the, when the big surf comes. And men today are being challenged. That's why I wrote this book, John, as a book, you know, and where have all the cowboys gone? Because it's such a great, uh, in, in, the, in the American mind, there's, there's just this, this essence of what a real cowboy is and how they live by a code. And so these 12 rules are kind of like, well, my first chapter is why uh, every man should have a creed, a code he can live by. Hondo Lane said that in the movie Hondo with John Wayne that said was the actor. It was written by Louis Moore. But um, a man's got to have a creed. You know, my own personal creed is that the most radical quest a man can pursue in life is to abandon himself to the wild adventure of God's will. Where every man, every man will have a creed. Uh, you know, mine, mine is the flavor, the, the, the way God wired me. It's kind of, kind of a uniqueness for adventure in my life. But every man has to have a creed. But then how, what code will you live by? Like, I know the Marines have their, their Semper Fi, you know, as their creed. But then they have that, that code that they live by. So men should actually take the time to write down, this is who I am. This is my, my one-sentence or two-sentence creed. Uh, and mine can just be boiled down to thy will be done. I have that that plaque on my desk to remind myself why I'm sitting here working during the day. And then my code is like how a man treats a woman defines him. A man needs to be dangerous. I don't know what my other chapter titles are. Fitness to witness. Um, uh, having a purpose and a plan. Don't just be, you know, passing through life. So I like number 10, build brotherhood. Oh, yeah. Gotta have yeah, other guys in your life. Gotta have it. Gotta have those friendships. Yeah. Holy friendships, yeah, by the way. Dude, when I think of you, I think here's a. I mean, I love you, man. It's no, really. Brother. I'm always glad to be around you. I used to have a cabin up in Montana, and uh, when I first bought, the, I didn't have a cabin. I bought raw land, with not even a road, a mile from Canada, a mile from Glacier Park, up in Montana. When I first walked onto my land, I saw I saw a lone wolf. I saw a wolf looking at me from across the meadow with these grizzly, these green, I don't know, fluorescent eyes. And I asked a uh, professor there who was a tracker. He uh, showed up by my cabin. Once, uh, my son and I built this cabin 
Uh, and I said, hey, because I, no one ever walked by my cabin. This is the first guy that ever did that. He was. I said, what? he said he's tracking apex predators. And I asked him about this wolf. He goes, yeah, we've got him radio collared. He used to be an alpha male. He was kid, He was pushed out of the pack. And I said, well, he doesn't look too healthy. And he goes, well, yeah, he's going to die young. He's going to get diseased. He's going to be he's gone because he's meant to run in a pack. And he doesn't get fed if he, well if he doesn't. So men who think they're tough guys and lone wolves, or you know what, they may not be a lone wolf. They may go talk, they may go have a beer and, and, and sure. watch sports with their buddies, but they never open up. Yep. And they never, they never get uh, uh, gritty and real with their friends about what's really going on in their life. So we think every man needs to find two other buddies that they can have beer and a cigar with uh, once or twice a month or breakfast in the morning or, you know, Exodus 90 or we have our Bears Man Cave and School of Manliness at, at DeepAdventure.com. But you need to have a couple, two or three guys that will challenge you and encourage you and, you know, be there for you. Yeah. But the whole, the whole thing about the book is not about just being a tough guy. It's grit and grace. You know, you need, you need both. You, you can't do it on your own. You need the Holy Spirit. But you also, at some point, need to just toughen up and just say, "I'm going to, I'm going to be a man." You know, you I, I, you can't. Responsibility is what makes a boy into a man. Yeah, and you know, and what I love about how you started this, Bear, is you said, you know, you started it with the most important, and that's prayer. Without prayer, first of all, we're just you know idle ducks for the devil. He just picks us off one by one. But yeah. but that prayer is what then allows or opens our minds and our hearts to the graces that God desires to give us to live that kind of full life, yeah. that manly life that you were saying. This specifically is for men, uh, but anyone can read it. Uh, wives and mothers, get it for your sons and, and grandsons and husbands. The book is called 12 Rules for Manliness. I could talk to you all day, brother. Unfortunately, I'm out of time. John, women, yeah. More women will read this book than men. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I think young women women need to know what a real man is. Exactly. You know, especially young women, yeah. You're exactly yeah. right, man. Uh, Bear, God bless you, brother. Keep up the good work. All right, we'll talk soon. Okay, my brother. Aloha. Uh, aloha. Listen to the Catholic Morning Show weekday mornings at 7 on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, iowacatholicradio.com, or the Iowa Catholic Radio app.